Welcome to CIR Realty Business Mastery, where we present on topics that will help you build a successful real estate business. While you're here, be sure to subscribe to not miss any new episodes, as well as leave us a five-star review. That'll help others discover us too. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back, everybody. So when it comes to common amendments, the reason that I've chosen this topic today is because in the last two weeks, I myself uh, have probably answered this question about uh, some of these questions about 12 to 15 times uh, on Quick Connects and through agents just asking if I got a minute. And I can only assume that if I'm getting these questions consistently, uh, the other managers are getting them as well on a high frequency. Uh, these common amendments I'm going to go over, I'm going to share my screen with you and uh, you, a lot of you may already be aware of these strategies, um, but for those that aren't, this could be a bit of an eye-opener in some ways. And uh, as we go, um, I will be able to share these with anybody that wishes. Uh, I'll probably be able to send them out via email, or maybe we can post them up somewhere if you have any other questions. Um, maybe let us know in the private chat if that's the case. Um, but here we go. So one of the, one very basic scenario is where agents feel like they're running out of space on the amendment. And uh, Addy, are we still sharing there? There we go. So when using an amendment, one of the, one of the crazy things is that I myself, when I was practicing my career, um, I didn't figure this out probably until about my fifth or sixth year in, and I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit that, but it's true. Let's take, uh, let's pretend that you need more space on an amendment. Well, in a case where you were like me early on, I never realized I could simply cross out delete and create the word insert and then use the entire page. Um, I always, uh, for whatever reason, thought my brain was limited to just using the insert portion. And, uh, you know, one, I think it was Steve actually who was like, why don't you just cross that out? And it made total sense and I felt like a knucklehead, but I think we've all been there at a time or two. So right up here where you have delete, you can cross that out and put insert. You can use the whole page now to add as many different amendments into the contract, insert as many terms as necessary, and uh, save yourself the frustration like I had at one point in my career. That's one thing. Another common amendment question that we get is, how, how do you delete conditions and also add a term to the contract? Many of you are already aware that when it comes to removing conditions, most of us do it via a notice that waives the conditions. That being said, when you think about it, let's pretend your conditions are due at 9 p.m. tonight or even 6 p.m. tonight, and you need to get a term added into the contract before your client is comfortable removing the conditions. Well, an easier way to do it, instead of sending the amendment, waiting for it to come back, waiting for it to be initialed by the other party, and then sending the notice, which would typically go down right down to the wire. A different strategy would be to use an amendment to remove the conditions and at the same time insert the term. Uh, most commonly, you're going to find that you want to remove conditions in favor of adding a repair that uh, became evident and necessary as per the inspection. Or uh, maybe it's, it's a replacement of something, a repair of something. There's so many different terms that we will often need to add into a contract and we don't want it to go down to the wire. So in this case, you'll see on the amendment that we will delete financing, delete inspection, 
You can delete whatever conditions you have in the contract and at the same time insert the term. Deleting a condition is the same in essence as sending a notice removing the condition. So here we have it. Remove the two conditions at the top of the screen here on the delete section. And then down below, you'll, you'll notice insert 9.2 other terms and whatever that term happens to be. Um, that is one thing that is very common that a lot of agents don't, don't exercise in their practice. And the main reason that I would recommend you exercise this is simply so that it doesn't come down to the wire. Um, we've all, especially nowadays where agents are incredibly busy, um, especially the more productive agents. A lot of times, if you send them uh, four hours prior to conditions removal, you send them any sort of paperwork, a lot of times they're not going to be able to acknowledge it for a couple of hours. Well, I'll tell you what, if they burn through a couple of hours and now they've got to scramble, you got to hope that their client's available to acknowledge and sign and then hope it all comes back on time. The other thing is this, a lot of times a seller will be apprehensive to negotiate down to the wire or even at all. When you think about it, if you're a seller and your realtor puts this in front of you and it basically says, in exchange for removal of these conditions, the buyer wants this hold back worth $500, $1,000, uh, that sort of thing. In essence, the realtor will say, if you sign this, it's a done deal. Your property is now going to be firm sold and uh, you don't have to worry about going back on the market. That can be a powerful tool in some cases um, because even though the buyer is requesting something, it, it's pretty powerful to see it on the page that it's a done deal as soon as we accept it versus just an amendment with the conditions to follow. So something to maybe consider practicing in your business. And uh, if you do have any questions on this, definitely let us know. We're happy to help. The last form of amendment that we're going to, common amendment that we're going to talk about today, this has been very common lately, is how do you add a buyer to a contract or how do you change the name of a buyer on the contract? I've seen an incredible amount, uh, sorry, a, a major increase of uh, buyers that need to be removed due to one reason or another and another buyer take their place. Could be that, uh, you know, you've got a, a couple and they've gone through some challenges and the one person's credit is actually hurting the approval. So they take that person on off in favor of a co-signer uh, of, of many sorts, a parent, uh, somebody. And when that happens, uh, our agents will call us and say, how do we do this? And what's crazy is it's surprisingly easy to implicate somebody into an entirely agreed to upon contract uh, where if anything goes wrong, that person now is potentially going to take the fall. That being said, it is surprisingly easy. Uh, and as you can see from here on the amendment, you'll notice that it says John Doe and or nominee. I intentionally did that because we do see a lot of cases where uh, a corporation is used and that corporation is now going to come off in favor of the personal party or somebody is making a purchase and they're not sure if they're going to need a co-signer at any point. So they'll put somebody's name and or nominee. So in this case, you'll see that we've got at the top of the page, and this is probably the most important aspect of this, at the top of the page where it says the seller and the buyer, you got to remember that this here is in reference to the existing buyers and sellers on the contract that's been conditionally accepted or even is now a firm sale. 
So the top of the page is the people currently on the contract. In the middle, uh, sorry, in the body of the amendment, we're going to change the contract. And at the bottom of the amendment, everybody that's been a party to the contract, the ones that are currently buying and the new buyer has to sign. So you'll see here we've got the buyer, John Doe and or nominee is being deleted. We're going to insert the buyer, Michael Johnson. And then down in the bottom here, you're going to see John Doe and nominee signed on one line. And then just at the, at the, the next buyer line, we've got Jane Doe slash Michael Johnson. Uh, we, we often get as managers the question, how do we make a contract valid when we have three or four buyers or more? Well, it's pretty simple. You just have one person sign, put a slash, put the other person there as well. And in this case, we've got all three parties, the two current buyers and the new buyer. And moving forward, of course, the old buyer that's been removed will no longer have to sign anything because they've effectively been removed from the contract. That, in a nutshell, is a question that we have very consistently these days, is how to remove a buyer or add a buyer. Now, keep in mind that this one page is going to now implicate that new buyer into all of the terms, conditions um, of that contract. If it happens to be a firm sale, it's pretty, uh, it's kind of crazy how easy it is to put, to replace somebody entirely. One thing that a lot of agents forget to do or they confuse doing is that now with that new buyer coming to the mix, a lot of times the agent hasn't necessarily even met the person. So the things about, uh, your, your paperwork still apply as if you were started from scratch with them right from the beginning. You do need to sign them up into their own buyer agreement, their own consumer relationships. You need to have them uh, complete FinTrack on them. So you're still going to need to do all the regular stuff because technically you are now representing them in the purchase, even though maybe they never saw the home. So you got to remember to do that. And you don't want to amend your existing buyer agreement because all of that is now past tense. What you need to do is create a brand new buyer agreement, brand new consumer relationships and FinTrack, of course all new paperwork for this new buyer and make sure that you get that uploaded into the system. It also means you got to have those discussions with them about how you earn your compensation, about what it means for you to represent them and how, of course, you can assist them moving forward. So those three uh, common amendments are questions that the management team has been answering consistently, uh, well, ever since I've been a manager, but even more so in the last few weeks. As you can imagine, you know, I'm seeing on some of the, the Facebook posts that lenders are taking a little bit longer now to get approvals because of the activity in the market. So considering that some of the lenders aren't approving or CMHC and Genworth are not approving various buyers, you may find yourself in this situation uh, in, the, in, 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 the, in the weeks to come here. That's all we have for you today. And thank you so much for giving us your time and tuning in. Don't forget to like CIR Realty Business Mastery on Facebook and to follow us on Instagram. Take care, everyone.